You're listening to the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. And for the month of February, we're going to be looking at the Beatitudes in Matthew's Gospel, chapters 5 through 7. And we hope you enjoy listening to our Beardcast and blog posts about the Beatitudes. So check us out at beardedtheologians.com. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians Podcast, hosted by Matt Franks. And Zach Bechtold. This week on the Bearded... This week on the Bearded Theologians, we're going to look at, um, for the next month, we're going to be looking at the uh, Sermon on the Mount, at least parts of it. And uh, this week we had a great blog post by uh, Jerry Herships, and we'd encourage you to check that out. Uh, but as we begin this little seri- mini-series kind of thing, um, we're going to be looking at Matthew 5, 3 through 10. So if you've got your Bible out or on your phone or whatever, you know, you might want to pull that up and look at it. Uh, we'll be referring to the to the Common English Bible, and we, we recognize that uh, they translate uh, the traditional blessed are the poor in spirit a little bit differently. And instead of using the word blessed, they use the word happy. And, and that's really just an often, uh, it's a difference in translation. And because usually the word blessed uh, used in the context can be translated as happy. Um, and so, uh, Zach, as we begin this, um, and as you look at Matthew 5, 3 through 10, what are some things that kind of stick out to you? You know, we, we, we take this, um, you know, the whole Sermon on the Mount pretty, pretty seriously. It's the first time, uh, at least in, in the Gospel of Matthew, that we see Jesus come and, and, and gather with a large group of people and preach. And uh, he covers a lot of things here. And he starts with, um, you know, these, these Beatitudes. And, um, you know, he, he starts straight out of the gate, happier are people who are hopeless. And that's, there, there's a lot there. Um, you know, we don't think of, uh, we're going to find, you know, I think that's hard to understand because we think, well, gosh, how, how do you find happiness and hopelessness? Um, and then he goes on to talk about happier, the people who grieve, um, you know, happier people who are humble and, 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 you know, these things grow happier people who are hungry and show mercy and, and all of these things. And, and I think what Jesus is doing here, he's taking, um, something that's kind of relevant or not kind of relevant, really relevant in our culture, but obviously relevant uh, in the context and the culture of that day and saying, Hey, here's the reality of things. You know, people are hopeless and they're grieving and they're hungry and, and all of these things. And we're going to find happiness in that. He, um, you know, in the notes that you had uh, used the word topsy turvy, which I I really like that expression. Uh, Jesus is turning this, idea of where we're finding happiness um, on its head and saying, you know, those who are humble, those who are hopeless, they're going to find happiness in what? Well, in, in Christ, really. I mean, that's, that's what he's getting at. I mean, he's building towards that, I think, uh, throughout his ministry, but this is where he starts. If any of that made sense. Well, I think in a way that when we think about it and we look at it, and we see the, the countercultural nature of what Jesus is saying in these particular verses, we see that Jesus is saying happy people who are hopeless because the kingdom of God is theirs. And, and I think far too often when we paint a picture of what it means to follow Jesus or what it means to be a disciple of Christ, we're not honest with ourselves and we're not honest with what it really means is that it, it is different than what we normally think would be the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, 
you know, happy are the people who are humble because they will inherit the truth. Uh, happy are the people who show mercy because they will receive mercy. Um, you know, it, it takes those norms and it, and it does turn them on their head, but then it challenges us to, to ask in our own lives, where are some things that, that sh- shouldn't be this way or some things that need to be different or some things that um, could be not what it seems. And, and I think that's where, one, getting to know more of the story, you know, um, we hear happy are people who are hopeless. And, and what's the first thing that comes to mind? Despair, you know, yeah. sadness. How can, someone, how can someone be happy and be hopeless? Right. Um, and, and I think that it, it draws back onto a mustard seed conversation is that sometimes mm-hmm. uh, happy can be found in the midst of sorrow. And it may not be like happy. It may right. just be like, hey, man, uh, you know, I got this going for me today. Everything's going to right. be all right. Right. Well, you know, and, and, and that's the thing we see uh, Jesus bring into this context uh, of, you know, all these hopeless is a huge one. I mean, it, I think it's really intentional that he started there. Um, but if you're hopeless, who are you relying on? Well, likely not yourself. Um, and, and if you aren't hopeless, if you got a lot of things, everything's going right in your life, who are you more likely to rely on? You know, we, we fall into that trap to rely on ourselves a whole lot more when things are going well. Um, and so when we, when, you know, when he says happy are the people who are hopeless because they'll, um, the kingdom of heaven is theirs and those who grieve, you know, all, all of these things, it's because we're open to see what's going on in life and how God is working in our lives and to recognize that and to live into it. Um, and it's changing that idea that well, everything's going great. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't need anything else. I don't need anybody else's help. Um, to being humble and realizing, man, we all have got stuff in our life. We all have places where um, things aren't great. And uh, when we humble ourselves and we find hope in something that's not us or someone else, but of Christ, um, happiness follows. Well, it's just like in verse 6. You know, happy are people who are hungry and thirsty for, for, listen to this, they're happy who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness because they will be fed until they are full. One of the things that I struggle with when I hear people talk about their faith is that when they feel like they've arrived Mm -hmm. and they feel like they're done. And Mm -hmm. and the, the problem with faith is you should never be full. Mm-hmm. You should always be thirsting and longing for more, either more knowledge or more growth in your faith. And and that moment that you think you've arrived, you haven't. Actually, you have way more work to do. And, and, and as I read that, I think, man, that just justifies having more opportunities for study, more opportunities to, to, to try to get people to grow. And the more chances we get people to be fed, the more opportunities that people will be fed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm like you, I like, I like that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Um, because there's nothing, I, I don't know about you, but I, I probably have never experienced true hunger and thirst, you know, true starvation for something, uh, for actual food. Um, but my gosh, you know, that, that just conjures up hungry and thirsty for righteousness that we, we can do nothing else, but want this, want to seek righteousness and, and to seek it in such a way that we become full. 
um, and then can in return go out and share it with people, but also continue in that hunger and keep hungering for it. Um, you know, that, that picture of I've arrived, uh, you know, you see that in, in so many areas with folks and, um, you know, I don't, we have it. And when we think that way, we're, I don't think we're hungry anymore. And I think that that's where it is. is that when we look at, you know, um, when we think about happy people and, and it is that, you know, have you ever noticed that those people, and you've probably seen them in your church, you know, the people that are always there, mm-hmm. um, that are there for the right reason, that are faithfully there, faithfully there, not disgruntledly there, but mm-hmm. faithfully there. They have this sense of happiness to them mm-hmm. that's undescribable that you, that you just can't fathom or you, like you call them saints, not because they're great people, because they have this sense of happiness and holiness to them that's just pure and uh it's something we should all long for, you know? Um, and I think when we think of happy and we think of people, you know, happy are people. Notice it doesn't say happy people, happy are people who grieve because they will be made glad. Right. You know, there, you know, Jesus is talking about kind of really, I see it as working through your grief and that the only way that you can be made whole again is working through that, which is grieving you. And and as someone who's been in the grieving process now for a year, almost since my mother has passed, I can tell you the more I have acknowledged it, claimed it and let it roll, the happier I've been than just letting it bottle up inside of me and letting it eating me inside out. Mm -hmm. And so when we think of this and we think of this little, section here and and i love how the 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 um common english translates it but i also love the headline for it you know happy people mm-hmm. um <laughs> it, yeah. it draws us into the sense of acknowledgement like just trying to what does it mean to be happy and it makes yeah. us wrestle with that like i really like how this section wrestle help, helps us wrestle with what does it look like to be happy yeah you know i i know i know you've probably experienced this with youth and adults both but um you know going on mission trips and and being with people who have significantly less than we do um i always always have had youth and adults both in processing the events of the day and in processing you know the whole trip and what went on and in building relationships with the people that we worked with um i've always gotten the question from at least one person if not multiple people and they don't have anything they're happy. Why do you think that is? And, and it's because they're not finding happiness and stuff and other people. They're finding their hope and, um, you know, their grace in Christ, which leads them to stuff doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're hungering for righteousness. They're, they're doing all these things. They're showing mercy. They're receiving mercy. Um, and their hearts are pure because it's not cluttered with stuff. And, and, you know, that's always the question that I always get it. I've always gotten it on every mission trip I've taken, no matter what work we go and do when we work with people, you know, that's usually the, at least one response I get from somebody, man, they, those people didn't have anything yet. They were happy. And you can tell they're being very introspective of their own lives and finding that, well, their happiness isn't coming from stuff. And maybe that's where we uh, leave you today is ask yourself what will it take for you to be happy 
Um, what do you, what do you need to let go of? What do you need to, to really focus your life on? And I mean, I know we could use the Sunday school answer Jesus, but we realize <laughs> that when you do that, it, it's, there's going to be some countercultural things that you're going to have to do to yeah. really be happy. But what, what do you need to do to be happy? I think is a, is a good thing to reflect on. Sure. Um, you know, the, the gospels ask so much of us, uh, people who have, privilege and stuff. And, uh, it offers so much to those who don't, uh, and, and that's where that question comes in. You know, what, what do we need to set aside, um, to find that hunger? Uh, so yeah, I, I like that question. That's a good question, Matt. Uh, we'll leave him with that. What do you need to set aside? What do you need to, to, um, move away from or, or, uh, or name even, to begin to seek uh, this happiness that Jesus is talking about here. And um, we'll leave you with that. Uh, we'd, we'd, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. We'd love to uh, invite you to check out uh, our website, beardedtheologians.com. Uh, have the conversation with us there. Uh, have it with us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're all over the social media. Uh, you can check out some fantastic blogs. Uh, Matt said earlier, Jerry Hersheps, who uh, is doing great ministry in the Denver area, is uh, wrote a blog for us this week. Please check that out and check out his ministry. Um, and if you're ever in the Denver area, I know he'd love to see you. Um, check out our other blogs and things. We have some really cool stuff coming up. Um, and you can also uh, buy shirts and mugs and things that hold coffee uh, and water and other things uh, on our website, theologians.com. It's under gear and stuff, I think. Um, but we, we want to continue to have the conversation. Um, if you can, if you can, if you're listening to the podcast, um, you know, wherever you downloaded it from iTunes, Google play, uh, those places, if you'll give us a, a star rating, that would be wonderful. That helps us get, uh, get, get it out there. More people uh, will see it. Um, and hopefully listen to it. Um, we appreciate your support. We couldn't do it without you. Um, we, we really enjoy doing this every week, like we, we, we say. And uh, so for the Bearded Theologians, uh, I'm Zach Bechtold. And I'm Matt Franks. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians Beardcast. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians or look at our other content, go online at beardedtheologians.com. And also don't forget to pick up one of those beautiful coffee mugs or t-shirts that we have on our website as well. So we can't use any of this material. <laughs> Lent joke. Lint pun. <laughs> well, how do you put a logo on a plaid shirt? How are you just going to start a podcast without starting? <laughs> I have one rule. A warning track is not a suggestion. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. True story. No, I will not have it. <laughs>